What's going on? What's happening, my man? I'm just shit-talking Dario on the internet. Perfect. It's kind of what, what happens. What are we shit-talking Dario about today? You know, his, bro- his brother Bruno really pissed me off a lot. <laughs> Is I don't know why I never met him, but, you know, I like Dario's. I think we should get Dario's on the show. I think that should happen. Uh, Dario's does follow me on the on the Instagram, so I will contact him. Yeah, he's a good little fighter. I don't like his brother's name, though. Yeah, Bruno, he's no good. We don't like that guy. Correct. He's basically, that's Dario's Marco. Is Marco in the vehicle today? No, he had uh, he had some shit, stuff he had to go take care of. Funny story about Marco, though. Are we on the air yet? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Marco, Marco, so, so funny. So we're sitting here, and like when you told him to shut up, he was like stewing on it. Uh-oh. He's like, he's like, should I said something? I was like, oh yeah. I go, you're just gonna let Tanner talk shit to you like that? Like I started stirring him up. <laughs> he's already like more and more upset. I was like, yeah, you should definitely bring it up on air. How mad you got when he shit talked you on a comedy rate <laughs> podcast. And you should make it really awkward, like you're doing right now. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I wish he would try to come back at me because it'd be hilarious. Well, that's what I mean, right? I was like, "Well, you can't after the fact sit there and like be all butthurt about it." <laughs> I go, "It's a comedy podcast where we shit talk all day long." I go, "If you're not ready to fucking, you know, fire, we can get you right up to to Parksville with Caldwell, or you can go train in Quebec." <laughs> Why was he so upset? Oh, because I was egging him on. I was like, I can't believe you let Tanner talk to you like that. <laughs> you got to go. It was just like, I was just tormenting him like, on the ride up. I was like, oh, yeah, that was really disrespectful. <laughs> like, I just couldn't stop. It was pretty funny. <laughs> wow. And then after, like, so I got him all worked up. He's like, no. He's like, no, are you serious? Like, should I actually say something? I was like, yeah, if you want to make it super awkward on the next dog show. I go, everybody's joking around and you're going to get all serious. He's like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Well, now I'm going to attack him on Instagram. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should attack Marco. Uh, So, what's happening this week? Uh, This week... Man, there's a lot... You know what my favorite part of the week is? Is now... Because now I get a lot of messages from people... Like for fights and for sparring and stuff like that, and I just get to direct it right to Rich. So it's yes. like, like you understand, like now that you're involved with me, all the craziness that happens around, like you witnessed some of it firsthand, secondhand. You know, you get lots of ads on Facebook and Instagram, which is great. You know, it's like big boogeyman supporters are fucking cool. Yeah, but you also get a lot of crazy people, and now I just get to send them right to Rich. So Rich is like, well, I made two new friends today. <laughs> I was like, all oh, right on. <laughs> like give him his direct number immediately over Facebook and Instagram. It's perfect. Oh, Rich. Rich is the perfect guy to deal with it, though. Yeah, because he's got no time for bullshit. He's like, look, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And this is what I think from my 25 years of experience. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> this is so good. He just beats you with facts. Yeah, he'll beat you with facts and reality. Like, really. And he's like... He's like one of those kind of people who doesn't really care, like who likes him. He's not really trying to make friends or anything. He's just like, ah, I'm good. 
So this is the first time you've been back on the show since you won segment of the year. Yeah, what's up with that, man? I'm pretty excited about this trophy. You know, I'm glad that everybody likes our show. I kind of just do it for fun to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just hang out on here because we live in different provinces. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, that's the cool thing about social media and the internets and all that. It gets people talking, you know, who don't get to see each other that much, right? Like, back in the day, we'd have to, like, plan, like, a six-month trip to, like, meet up on horseback in Calgary or some shit. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we we get to hang out once a week on here and then basically shit-talk everybody. Yes. And uh, then you win awards. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So I got a nice little trophy on the way. Yeah, it's a nice little microphone trophy. We uh, we opted out for the gray ones, and we got gold. Nice. I like that. I just like that I beat Burger because his, you know what, Burger actually, it's actually going to be a relief doing this steak eating competition because his mouth's going to be stuffed full of meat, and he won't be able to say talk shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'll have to be quiet for once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll just be sitting there having indigestion. I'm going to demand kombucha at the table, too, because I think that would be an effective tool that they're unaware of that helps with digestion. I, I feel that it would aid in digestion, uh, and possibly it might make you shit your pants. Well, that's if you get a little overboard, which I don't know how to do. We're going to go overboard with burger. We're obviously going to give him three liters <laughs> of it. Yeah, I'd like to somehow sabotage him in some way. We can give him some sort of like, I don't know, like how can we sabotage Burger in this steak eating contest? I don't know. I have no idea. He says he has some some secret weapon. Oh, right. Burger, yeah, the secret weapon. The secret weapon extraordinary. He's fucking James Bond over here of steak eating. Cool. Uh, did you see the steak that he picked to do this competition on? No, what's that on? Like with the prime ribs, uh, like bone in, right? It's a tomahawk steak that's ninety six ounces. Has anyone ever eaten that? I don't think so. Like Burger did another one that was forty six ounces, and he almost died. Yeah, like anything over like fucking eighteen ounces, twenty ounces. Like fuck, man. Like that's pretty serious. Ninety six ounces. Like what is that? Like. What would 96 ounces? Is that? Yeah. That's because there's what 28 ounces in a pound or 28 grams in a, in a pound, 16 ounces in a in a pound. Is that right? I think so. I think it's 16 ounces. I'm going to Google it right now. This is why we have Google. Yeah. Well, Google's a liar sometimes. Google Google wins all arguments, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, that's true. So, what else you got going on then? You're obviously going to Parksville. Yeah, I'm going to go up and hang out with Rich. Monday was torturous. Um, you know, we're looking for, well, Rich is looking for, he's negotiating some fights. He's actually going down to corner, uh, I think it's at Madison Square Gardens. One of his fighters, Sean Johnson, is fighting uh, for, I think, the number one contender swap for the IBF. Amazing. And then, uh, yeah, there's a big Polish prospect heavyweight down there fighting that I wouldn't mind getting my hands on one of these days. Amazing. So 96 ounces is six pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's intense. That's a, that's a lot of meat. Yeah, I don't think I could eat that. No. I think I, I would I eat that like over a period of a week. Like six pounds. Like what did I have tonight? I had like a, an eight ounce steak tonight. 
Yeah. And I'm full. Yeah, eight ounces. Twelve. I've had like sixteen ounce. Like that was pretty intense, but you know, like this is gonna take some preparation. Like, I'm gonna have to really start like ju- you know guzzling the water. I got uh, uh, Kobayashi is giving me some tips online there on like how to you know expand my stomach. <laughs> so you said Rich has gone to New York. I think Jesse Thompson's gone to New York too. Oh yeah, Coach Jesse. Yeah. You know what, Bruno's been provoking, uh, or not Bruno, Dario's has been provoking a beef with Jesse oh. and me. And I'm not really sure where Jesse stands just yet, because I don't know if he's, uh, like, you know, I'm trying to get all the dynamics over there. You know, I'm trying not to piss off Ford, you know, because yeah. nobody wants to do that. Um, you know, I'm seeing because Dario's, you know, he's starting to say he hates Jesse and this and that. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to kind of jump on the Dario bandwagon and see where this goes. Well, you will never guess who I did see at that gym the other day. What gym? The Grants? Yeah. Oh, Simon Keen was sparring with Teslanko, I heard. Yes, he was. I already got his ass kicked. Perfect. So I hear. Well, we need video documentation of these things. Like, we have Brian Caldwell in, in Quebec. Why is he, he not won't, going? They won't even let him stand there and watch, I don't think. <sighs> It'd be awkward. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do have a spy infiltrating them right now, actually. Hmm. I actually do. He's trying to get a video. He gives me updates. They have, like, what they don't realize is some of Simon's keen. Is that is someone, some of Simon Keen's uh, friends are actually uh, get, feeding me information. Because they hate Simon Keen. Well, yeah, who does? Who likes them? I have no idea. I figured we could send the white Mr. T over there. That? Our friend Simon. Simon, the white Mister T from Kill the Pharaoh. Yeah, he just got himself a nice Mister. Oh T yeah, that, yeah, our buddy Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I only like one Simon in Quebec, and it takes me a sec to like kind of clue in. <laughs> yeah, very, very I was getting confused at first. Like, we need to come up with a new name for him. Well, he's Kill the Pharaoh. Okay, we'll just call him Kill the Pharaoh. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly, and then. Uh, yeah, no, I do have someone there keeping an eye on things, so it'd be nice to know. But, you know, realistically, Simon hasn't gotten any better in years. And I get better every fight, and there will be a time where, which is pretty much now, where his skills will not compare with mine. And what's going to be a big wake-up call for him is, one, when he feels the power, and two, when he sees that I'm outboxing him. And three, when I- the boogie child shows up. Oh, yeah, his booty child is going to probably shoot him with an arrow from the audience. You see from the crossbow. Well, she was After very, I went. Yes. <laughs> she's very upset that uh, he hasn't he hasn't replied to her yet. Yeah, I know. Simon, he's kind of big time like that. A lot of people are like, he doesn't respond yet. Well, you know, part of that is I don't think he can type or read very well. So it's not really his fault. I think, uh, you know, the, the education system in Quebec let him down. I did. <laughs> there's a post that's been going around about him, about his fight coming up, and the French people have been shitting on him. Well, yeah, because here's the thing, right? So, like, Solomon, Solomon on paper looks like a serious challenge, right? He's 25 and 2. He's pretty big, but not a huge heavyweight. He's 6'1, 6'2, about 225, 230. 
ex-rugby guy, pretty good skills. He fought Parker. Okay. So he lost to Parker, who's about to fight Joshua. So basically you take a look at him, you're like, holy fuck, this guy's legit. Well, when you watch him, he's not very dangerous. He's not very hungry. And, like, you read a lot of his quotes, and, like, he's just kind of, like, fighting for money, right? Oh. And so when they tried to sign that fight, like, listen, a guy doesn't retire, like, a couple weeks out from a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they already knew he was going to retire. And they announced this fight, and he was probably like, yeah, I'll take this fight. Like, knowing he's going to retire, they already have this inside information because they want to make it look like they're trying to get Simon a big fight, right? Like, and so then what they know is going to happen is then they're going to try to get me to fight him on three to four weeks' notice to create this hoopla, create this buzz. So they're basically using my name to promote, right? And, like, I haven't got a check from them yet. (laughs) So, you know, the rest of Canada only knows about this fight because of the drama coming from the West Coast. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like him and I are going back and forth. So Canada is starting to, you know, take notice of this fight, right? And then, you know, I, I believe, personally, I think some people in the States will watch this fight. I think it's going to be a really good fight. But here's the thing, man. I'm going to do it on my terms. Because if you're going to use my name to try to, like, promote your fight and try to make me look bad, and then I shit-talking, you don't even respond. Like, they did that post on, on Instagram. They ended up taking it off. Because they were kind of like shit-talking me, calling me out. And I was like, look, man, I said, what kind of promoter only has fucking less than 2,000 followers on their Instagram? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, does Golden Boy have, like, 2,000 or 1,800 followers? Like, like, come on, man. And then, like, they go on Facebook, and I call them on it. I said that. I wrote that right on Facebook. I go, I, look, I know this is what you guys are doing. You know, like, fucking send me a real offer. Give me a timeline. So, like, I'm, I'm setting the timeline now. I want to fight them by June. Perfect. We'll do an outdoor show. I don't care. This guy's nothing, man. Like, he's going to get cracked and he's going to go to sleep, and that'll be that. Now, I did hear a rumor about about a contract that's in the works. With me and him? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, it's in the works, for sure. And I know that uh, there's certain people that are added into the contract that have to be there for the fight to go through. <laughs> yeah, Dario's has got to fight. Yep. They can't make me shave my beard, and they have to let Dario's on the card. That'd be amazing. Because we're going to eat avocado toast together. And the Spice Life podcast has to be there ringside. Well, yeah, that's standard. That's just... Fuck, I mean, that's if they even tried to deny that, I would fucking I'd just walk right out. <laughs> I almost didn't even show up last time because they wouldn't let fly out Uncle Ron, so my buddy ended up paying for the flight. <sighs> I the tiger management's a little stingy. Well, yeah, this was Yvonne Michelle last time, but and you know what? They they ended up they they flew out they they flew out my two corner people, which is good. But I wanted an extra one, Uncle Ron, and they wouldn't fly him out. So this time I'm bring my own Uncle Ron. Well, I like, actually believe it or not, yeah, I don't get too confront him face to face, so he knows what he's dealing with. Oh, yeah, before June. I like that. And here's the thing, man. Guys, they this, that, they talk, and they see. But when you look somebody in the eye, it's a different story. Well, you eyes tell the whole story, man. Yeah, exactly, right? So I'm going to look him in the eye, and, you know, we're going to figure out what's what. So I do, I do know that he said your next fight in March he was going to attend. Yeah, I'm going to beat him, too, and I'll double-cross him before that. I love the double-cross switcheroo. That's great. 
Yeah, was Simon, he ain't going to show up nowhere, man. He's got too many fanboys in Quebec. He's scared to leave. If he showed up on my turf, like, he would get jumped. Correct. He wouldn't make it out of the ring. No. Kidding me? <laughs> yeah, come on. The The ring would get rushed. Yes, correct. So I am planning a super show for next week, which uh, you will be a part of because it will be on your day. Oh, yeah. But I will be attacking somebody. Are we, are we physically or verbally? Verbally. Nice. And they, uh, I'm Do not, we have any previews? Uh, well, this person has attacked you on Facebook, uh, de- degrading your record, and uh, Mexican fighters. Mystery oh. <laughs> yeah. relevant. Didn't he just get fired? He got fired from a managerial position. I don't know if he got fired from the other place yet, but I'm working on that. Yeah, this guy's out of control, man. So we be very surprised. We and he's new too. Like these guys talk like they've been in the business like 20 years and shit. They haven't. No, that's the problem. Like this guy's been saying he's been around for 25 years. He's affiliated with Top Rank. He. Like all this other, all this nonsense. He even had a website dedicated to himself, well, with a bunch yeah. of lies, saying that he had uh, like a whole ton of amateur fights and ten amateur titles. To, to be honest with you, I've never even met the guy or seen it. I, I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because uh, we've the troops actually called me. Nice. And, and they want to. There's a couple guys that are legitimate dudes. One is from uh, Vancouver, and the other one is from the West Coast, I believe, too. But uh, they're ready to disclose all information on this gentleman. Well, this sounds juicy. Oh, it's going to be good. Wow. We love drama. We've really stirred up a lot of current controversy in the last couple of years. I think so, yeah. like This is a destination spot for shit talk now. Yeah, no, and I like how other people are getting involved, too. It's just like, yeah, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. i got to block a lot of people on Instagram. <laughs> Not by choice. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not by choice. Not by my choice. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. sometimes people need we'll to be blocked. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes you just got to block somebody. Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to be harsh late. This bad traffic today. This weather is no good. Are you in Duncan yet? No. Oh, what? Still sitting in traffic just trying to get out of Victoria. Rich is going to be pissed. I think I can get there right at 7, though. Like, if I get there, like, right on time, I'll be all right. If you're, if you're right on time, you're late. Yeah. Well, they've been doing, like, they've got a lady spin class there at 640, till about uh, 645 the last couple of days, so it's not a big deal. That's nice. What yeah, does... Uh... Exactly. What's happening? I've been with training this? a lot locally too, so it's like oh, you know, yeah. I'm just constantly working. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. The little kid that called yeah. out the pooks. What's that? The little yeah, who is this kid who's called out Pookie? That's awesome. That was so funny because I, I I didn't know if he was I didn't know who he was, so I looked at his profile pictures and he literally looks like a twelve year old Ethiopian kid or whatever. <laughs> So yeah, weird. he's like, come on, man. And I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, we started getting some jabroni talk. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that, like, whole little, like, call-out thing. I was like, is this guy even a fighter? I kind of looked at his profile. I was like, this guy's not, like, a fighter. He's like, 
buck fifteen wearing like a golf shirt. I was like, what the hell? Wouldn't it be amazing well, if you, you know showed what? up? Yeah, no, it's you know, anytime there's controversy and anytime anybody's looking for a fight, you know, I fully endorse that. I think it would be amazing if he showed up. Yeah, I would like to see it. You know, I like Pookie trains hard. I mean, a lot of people get confused because like you know, I train at a few gyms, but that's because Rich's gym is so far away. So Rich Rich controls everything I do. He does my sparring. He does my, uh, he talks about my fights. He does my training. He does my runs. Like, and so, like, people are like, oh, you're training with this person. It's like, well, I'm doing what Rich told me to do and videotaping and sending it to him. And then, he, then Rich talks me over text message about what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> it's very interesting. Even my runs. I had to, like, run with my phone a few times. So he was like, well, I want to see what your times are. And I was like, well, Nobody comes down and runs with me. I don't want to, like, sit around and wait for someone to show up until I run. So I, like, ran with the timer and the phone in my hand. <laughs> and, like, he didn't really comment on it. He was like, okay. Like, he was like, he, he was satisfied with, like, that means of, of like, supervision. He's like, okay, now. He's like, I believed you before, but he's like, now I effectively see with my own eyes that you did it. So... Is Rich technologically, like, gifted? Uh, you know what? He figures it out, man. Like, for a guy who doesn't give a fuck, I'm sure he could probably throw his phone in the river and not really care. Uh, he actually gets it all done. I send him messages via Facebook Messenger, send him emails. It's pretty unbelievable shit. Like, if you talk to a guy, you wouldn't even think he fucking wanted a phone. It's not that he shouldn't use it, he just doesn't want it. Yeah, well, there's an app that you can put on your phone, and it's a coaching app where you can monitor what your what your athletes are doing and even track their workouts and their runs. Yeah, you'd probably get upset at the app and say that that app doesn't know how to coach. Probably. Yeah, so I just, like, I do it the rudimentary. And, like, plus, man, I get all these apps, and I feel like they're bored, and my phone starts getting drained. So I have to, like, delete them, and, like, then I fucking delete the wrong thing, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I still don't know how to use music. I go through 20 gigs of data a month because I fucking only listen to YouTube. Oh, my God. Yeah. My phone bill is the same as my data bill. What? Oh, yeah. You need to switch over to an Android phone. Get rid of the Apple thing because then you can use YouTube Converter and it just puts it right into your phone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pete. Marco's supposed to help me with that. I don't know. If anybody knows how to do that, DM me. I need some music on there, but, like, can't do this shit myself. I, I broke my last iPad fire, firing fucking Pavlich, but That was amazing. Well, the best part was is that my phone was still on when I was yelling because I couldn't get the sound to work. <laughs> and uh, so they could, like, hear me, like, losing my mind. Like, I do that shit a lot, right? Like, it just, it happens. And now, my iPad, it's pretty substandard at charging. Like you have to kind of like balance it on top of the charger and like, and my dumbass. So I'm sitting there like charging, and someone was like, "Well, do you think something's wrong with the charger?" And like that never even occurred to me. So, <laughs> but like you can't buy them fucking old chargers anymore because I got the first iPad. Because you know what? I go look at the other, the new iPads. There is nothing different. Nothing. They just changed the charger, and I'm like, "Cool, you guys do the exact same." Thing. All I want to do is watch Netflix. And YouTube. That's it. That's all I do on my computer and, like, read emails. I'm supposed to fill out some bullshit for the government, but I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Fucking difficult, man. 
spot and get frustrated thinking about it. So I remember when we first started doing the show, we used to do it on Skype on the iPad. Yeah, fucking computers, man. They piss me off right now. Like, I can't even fill out this thing to find my birth certificate. I'm gonna fill out all this shit. I'm like, fuck, if I do all this shit, I would just have my birth certificate. So, just give me it. <sighs> I'm like, exactly who I say I'm. Google me, bitch. You don't lie. Your mom doesn't have your birth certificate? No, because they moved, and then I took a bunch of stuff, and my dumbass lost it. Sounds about right, though. Oh, yeah. What else was I going to talk to you about? I can't remember now. There was something else I wanted to ask you about, but then the, the little small guy with the pooks got, caught me off guard. Yeah, I want to hang out with Vinny Paz some more. I talked to that lady who's uh friend. She's pretty cool. She wants to get me down in the States, too. So Sick. Yeah, we got a few people on our side. We got lots of people on our side. Who are you kidding? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about this CBD shit too, man. We should do a CBD talk show. We're going to. I'm gonna gonna get that in the works here soon. Yeah, cause that shit's cracking, man. Cause who are you working with now? It's Buds and Leaves, right? Yeah, Buds and Leaves. My buddy Gene's there. He's got the hookup. He's cool, man, because like he's an athlete himself. Like he powerlifts and like uh, been around and like he has like a boutique shop, so he's like very educated on everything. Like, it's all very like natural healthy and like he asks a lot of questions like anytime he meets with anybody he asks like all the right questions you know huh. and so i'm pretty excited about uh doing some more and more work with them and guys like shannon briggs mike tyson like everybody is you know they know the benefits of this stuff right and they're starting to buy big huge uh hemp farms and you know like people are getting the idea like i literally take this stuff and i'm not in pain all the time anymore that's why i take it I just don't. And it's like it doesn't, it doesn't just kill pain; it helps you heal, which is the important part. It's good for your brain. It's got a whole bunch of different. Kind of, it's, it, it's just. Well, good yeah, for like. It. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty excited about. Pretty excited about it, my man. Well, like how? Because I know here to get CBD oil, we don't have a lot of the the other things like you have the stick i like the stick yeah the stick is good well we could probably send you up a package or something too we're trying to get the sh- i'm just getting the funding i just got to go back one of my sponsors wants to want to help me but i just got to go out and see him but oh. uh we're gonna get a bunch of shirts printed up and uh you know we're gonna start educating people about this stuff start a line of uh athlete uh cbds hopefully one day another friend of mine was heavily involved in all that and, uh, you know, like, there's there's some stuff we can do, for sure. Dope. Now, I did send you a package. Yes. It is on its way. There's a few things in there from the Boogie Child. Right on. Love it. She's very excited to send you that. And you got your hoodie is on the way. Yes. I need some hoodies. So, this is the, the hoodies that I told you I could get the deal on. Nice. So you let me know if you like them, and then I can get a whole whack of them. Sweet. Let's do it. And then I'll send them to Blake. Yeah. There's just not enough. Yeah, I know. There's just not enough time in the day to make all this shit happen, but we will. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do anything nowadays. Like, I get up at five, and then before yep. I know it, it's six thirty at night, and I got to go do all these all other things. Like. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I roll. I go, go, go. And, like, my thing is, like, I go see people personally and make shit happen. So, you know, I think it'll start to pay off. I think 2018 is going to be a big year. I just got to get some fights lined up, and uh, which I do. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, woman's some ass this year, and it'll be good. 
Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, fight news. You got fight news coming out soon. I know you can't drop anything now, but uh, do we have an ETA? Yeah, uh, we're looking for March, April, and June. That'll be the lineup. March, April, June. Wonderful. Now, shout out your sponsors, and then I'll get you the heck out of here. Uh, we have Buds and Leaves Dispensary. I got uh, Reflex Supplements. I got Game Ready Fitness. I got Hangry Health Bar, House of Games Official. Um, we're going to have some new ones, too, to be honest with you. I need to get a gas one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else I got? That's about it, man. We got, uh, that's my crew right now. The Flower Power, uh, they hooked me up with some CBs and stuff, too. They're not through the dispensary, just a buddy of mine gave me a bunch of products, which I love. Yeah. And, uh, we got Smile, Smile V Liquid, uh, um, that's, uh, that's my buddy, you know, I'm Blakey. Yeah, yeah. That's his old company there, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're giving me some product, and, uh, I've been working with them. He helps me out a lot with, uh, the Uncle Ron collection, and, yeah, we got some good stuff going on. Cool, and that's 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman. This is Jelena Marjanovich, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spice Life Podcast. Today on the show, we've got Chip the Surgeon, Maraza Pullard. Pullard. Shit, I fucked it up. I knew I'd screw it up. God damn it. How are you doing? I'm good, man. So you're fighting here coming up February 3rd for Lion Fight in Las Vegas at Foxwoods? Uh, Connecticut. I wish I was in Vegas, but no, Connecticut and Foxwoods. Oh, this, this show. Oh, it's, oh I, thought it was in, uh, I thought it was in Vegas. Uh, no, it's Connecticut. Oh, there you go. They got a pretty big show there, though, don't they? Like that at, at that casino. Yeah, that's kind of where most of Foxwoods. I mean, uh, most of Lion Fight shows are. It's at uh, Foxwoods. Um, obviously, the last one was in London and everything. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good spot. Yes, you were on that London show as well, were you not? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, because you guys took the the line fight champs against the uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix champs. Uh, yeah. Well, mine was the only title fight. Um, so my belt was up for grabs, and the uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix belt was up for grabs too. So uh, the winner of the fight was taking both of them. But um, yeah, then they brought over uh, Eddie Abasolo and then uh, Amin Belafreak, and uh, those guys are both on there too. But uh, yeah, mine was the only title fight. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this giant sword that's in the background right now, actually. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, man. That thing's awesome. That's that. Yeah, thank you. It's freaking, you know, I'm a big nerd. I love uh, anything history, anything kind of like ancient warfare, all that stuff. So, yeah, I got all kinds of stuff around here. Is that the Braveheart sword? No, that's actually Lord of the Rings. Oh, dope. Yeah, man. <laughs> Luke kind of looks like an orc, so. We're all uh, fuck off. <laughs> hey. uh, all right, Chip, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Um, cause like the, the kickboxing guys, they don't get a lot of like backstory about, we don't, we don't know anything about any of the guys. So it's hard for the fans to kind of get behind the sport a little bit in my opinion. So 
we we thought we'd bring on a bunch of you guys and, and try to get your stories out there to the public and then more hopefully more people will tune in yeah yeah for sure um yeah i grew up um doing karate when i was maybe like six or seven years old and i was really good at it i competed in a million tournaments and i was one um and high school i started playing basketball so kind of Martial arts wasn't really at the forefront anymore, but then uh, when I was about to graduate, the UFC started getting really popular. And, um, yeah, a year after graduating high school, I started training um, here in Plymouth at an MMA gym, and that's when I first was introduced to Muay Thai and boxing and everything. And a year later, I took my first pro MMA fight. So for years, I was uh, just competing in MMA. Um, I won a few titles. I went down to Atlantic City. I won the CFFC uh, welterweight championship. Uh, I fought for Bellator. I fought for World Series of Fighting. But uh, I've always been a striker in all of my, I think it was like 20 MMA fights. I never shot a takedown once. Everybody was just trying to push me up against the cage and try to take me down and grind on me and everything. And it's like, I like jujitsu, but when it comes to a fight, I want to stand up. I want to I wanna put on a show. I want to use my technique and try kicking somebody in the head. So I always kind of wanted to transition to, to Muay Thai or to kickboxing where that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the sport right there. Like if you want an action packed fight and you don't want to like, there's some fans that are casual, like UFC fans or whatever. And as soon as the fight hits the ground in an MMA match, they're booing and they're yelling at them to, Oh, stand up, knock them out. Da, da, da. It's like, Hey, come watch a Muay Thai fight. Cause that's all it is. Um, so yeah, so I transferred over, um, my last MMA fight was a few years back. I fought for the um, the CES welterweight title. Um, I got knee barred against somebody who claimed he was going to stand up and knock me out. But uh, once he realized that wasn't going to work out for him, he got me to the ground. He's a Brazilian dude, nasty on the ground, of course. Uh, I was defending a Kimura. He spun, got my leg, tabbed me, and I'm like, all right, that's enough of this. I, I'm done. So I, uh, yeah, so then, yeah, I got my first uh, kickboxing fight, and then um, – few months later i got my first chance for a line fight and i just kind of been on a tear since so what weight class do you compete in then in lion fight uh cruiserweight so that's uh the equivalent of uh middleweight in mma it's 185 okay huh, luke that's your weight class yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> no um <clears throat> we uh uh yeah i've been trying to get down that that's all that's a hard thing with with uh, Thai boxing or or kickboxing or whatever, right? Because the next weight category, um, you know, up isn't too bad. But uh, I, I like fighting down there at 187 as well. So line fights 180, 187, I believe, is it not, or is it 185? Uh, most of my fights they they put it as 185. I don't know. It's okay. it seems like it's not as uh, as set in stone as like MMA is. Um, like I had one fight where it had to do with the uh, the Connecticut Commission, but the um, they wouldn't let the guy cut down to 185, so we ended up having the fight at 200 pounds. So, but that's that's obviously not a normal thing. But uh, yeah, so most of my fights have been 185 though. What do you walk around at? Uh, maybe like 205, somewhere around there. Yeah. So. Do you feel that fighting at 185 pounds as opposed to the welterweight division in uh, MMA, do you feel better at 185? Yeah, because for one, I love food. I like to eat. Um, I got my smoker outside, so I'll be barbecuing ribs and brisket and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's like I like to eat. But, two, not even that. It's just like, I don't know. I think uh, – 
people drink the cutting weight Kool-Aid too much, especially in MMA. Now you see guys like Cowboy come up to 170 and start smashing on people. Um, like Rumble Johnson a couple years ago, he was trying to fight at 70, jumped up two weight classes, ended up fighting for a title. So it's like, I think people put too much stock in trying to fight as low as you possibly can and more just about like just training, uh, being strong, being fast, being like working on your technique and everything, and then letting that speak for itself in there. But um, yeah, it's like fighting at 170, that's too much. Like earlier in my career when I was younger and I didn't walk around as heavy, yeah, I could do it, no problem. And my last couple fights were at 170, but still, it's like I look like a like a chemotherapy patient when I make 170. It's terrible. And um, in MMA, obviously, you have guys laying on. You have to get back up and everything like that. Muay Thai, obviously, I don't have anybody trying to take me down, trying to wrestle me. I don't have to worry about getting back up against a cage or anything like that. So I feel like the the size doesn't play maybe as much of a factor. Like you'll see guys like uh, like Senchai, he's tiny, he doesn't really cut weight at all, and he's fighting big guys and he's schooling them. So it's it's not all about the size. I feel like it's more about the technique, your quickness, your strength, than just how much weight you can cut. It's very true. There there is a wrestling aspect of Muay Thai too, where where strength can be a factor, but if you have good technique, then obviously that's that's gonna outplay that. So. Uh, I, I like to hear that guys aren't cutting as much weight because, like, there's some people out there that are in the 30 pounds that they're cutting. Like, Luke sometimes gets a little aggressive with the ice cream and, and, and we're in the sauna for seven hours. <laughs> one weight. I had one bad weight cut, and that's all, all you remember. But, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it was, like, 18 pounds in, in the overnight. That was That was horrible. Yeah, it was, no it was gross. No, no, exactly. I don't want to do that either. But I, I don't know. If I have this flu for much longer, I'll be down at fight weight in no time. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, who's uh, your opponent? He's uh, he, he's from New Zealand, right? Yeah, I think he's uh, originally Russian or from Siberia, something like that. But uh, yeah, he's a Kiwi, lives in New Zealand. Uh, tough guy. Obviously, you got to figure like all these Russian guys are they're all savages. So. Um, I've seen some of his fights and everything like that. He's uh, well-rounded, good strike. Obviously, good striking. He's a pro Muay Thai fighter, but um, good hands, um, pretty good kicks as well. Looks like he's tough, durable, um, experienced. I think he has 30 wins under his belt. Um, I think under 10 losses, I want to say. But uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be a good fight. I'm uh, I'm excited for it. And what's what's his record again? If you if you said it, I missed it. Uh, no, he, I think he has 30 wins and I'm not exactly sure on his losses. I want to say it's under 10 losses, but, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I don't look at the record so much as I used to now. It's just, I don't know, I've been there in so many different fights against all different kinds of fighters and fought in big fights. So it's like, yeah, however many fights you have is, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't matter at that moment. It's, you're just in there with another person. At exactly. The, at the end of the day, the record doesn't matter. It's going to come down to a fist fight in the ring. So, exactly. You guys will figure it out. <laughs> yep. So right now you're the reigning defending champion. Yep. And so you won your fight in uh, London. Yeah. So uh, London was the first fight after winning the lion fight belt. So I fought. Um, what was it back in July for the lion fight title? Um, 
against Paul Vanacek, and he's he's a beast as well. He was undefeated. Um, he's fought in Thailand and everything like that. Um, I got a win over he- him, and then, uh, yeah, I fought over in London, uh, defended that title, and won the Muay Thai Grand Prix title as well. So what happens with the with the Grand Prix title? Do you just... Uh, yeah, I guess they're going to have me go over there at some point and defend it, I'm sure. Or I don't know if they'll ever come over here and do a show, but uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix is really big over there. They go, um, they have their shows in London. They have shows in Greece. They have shows in uh, Paris. I think they did a show in Iraq, uh, in like yeah. Baghdad or something. So, yeah, they're, they're all over the place over there. So who knows where, uh, where I'm going to be uh, sent to defend that. But... The more traveling, the better for me. I, I love seeing new places, so it's awesome uh, to get that chance. Well, Scott Scott mentioned on the show when he was on there a couple weeks back that, that they plan on doing two more shows um, in London and one in, in Paris in 2018, like like cross-promoting with Muay Grand Prix and Lion Fight, right? So that'll be pretty sick. Yeah, definitely. Chip's down to fight whenever he doesn't care. I can tell just by looking at him. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. It's like my coaches there ask me, like, "Isn't this one a little too soon? Like, do you want to take some time off?" I'm like, Why? That last fight was November. This is February. A couple months in between. Got to enjoy the holidays. I, I wasn't injured or anything. What's the point? You see these Thai guys; they fight every other week. So, hey, this That's is true. Muay Thai. Got to stay active. So, is this your full-time job too? No, no, not yet. Um, I still have a day job and everything, and hopefully soon uh, I got some stuff in the works. I want to uh, open up my own school um, so I can just have my own Muay Thai spot and and try to kind of take a lot of the the young kids and people that just want to train and everything. Because I live in Plymouth, Massachusetts, which is the biggest town um, without being a city pretty much, I think, on the whole East Coast or something. So um, there's not really anything around here. Um, so I want to open up my own spot and that's kind of what I've always known I was going to do. And now it's like, I'm about to be 30 years old. Got to start, uh, making moves, you know, what's your day job then? I actually, excuse me. I work in, uh, electronics at Walmart. So I'm over there selling TVs and video games and shit all day. So, (laughs) and then I get out and freaking go teach people how to fight and kick people in the head. Yeah. Hey, at least you conserve all your energy throughout the day to train. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, do you, do you, like, is there a school there where you live now that you train at, or do you travel to train? Well, I train up at uh, Sit Tong in uh, Somerville um, with crew Mark Delagrati and crew Massey and all those guys. And obviously Sit Tong, that's a legendary gym. Crew Mark's one of the oh. best trainers around. Um, and then I also like the, so my school that I was training at, um for the past as long as i've been fighting almost 10 years now we finally closed up this past june uh, or july and um so now but i still have that same group of guys i was training over there and uh, i still have a have a workshop down with them um one of my students he has a pretty sick house in the basement we have all done up with mats and wall mats and bags and everything like that so i run my classes down there as well dope so it's always sad to hear when a when a gym shuts down, especially when there's there, there's no other options. Like you know what I'm saying. Like obviously you've made do with what you have, but now that you don't have your place to go, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. We have everything we need down there, so 
it's like I said, the same group of guys, even other people from other schools, they hear about it. They see me teaching and posting videos and stuff like that. They ask to come down. So I have a, a good assortment of people coming down there. And then obviously that's only a couple times a week and the rest of the week I'm at Sia Tong, which can't really get any better training than that's it. So it's working out. How, how far of a drive is that for you? Uh, a little under an hour, maybe like 50 minutes, uh, 45 minutes, something like that. Oh, that's yeah. not too bad at all then. That's like living in a big city, traveling across town. It's no big deal at yeah, all. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good though. Like if you're going to open up your own spot where you live, you obviously have a clientele already. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have people hitting me up every day, uh, wanting to come train, or I got parents that want to get their, their sons in there, their daughters or whatever, and other fighters from other gyms that message me for like private lessons or whatever. It's hey. Being the now two-time world champ, I guess I got to make that count and kind of cash in on it, you know? Well, would you ever consider going over to Australia and competing in that John Wayne Parr promotion, the cage Muay Thai? Is that the one with the, the MMA gloves in the in the cage? Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm up for whatever, really. So that that's that's an interesting thing he has going over there. Um, I like the idea. Um just by making it MMA gloves versus boxing gloves, that changes the whole aspect of it a lot just because I've competed in both. Um, but, yeah, it's I, I like the idea, and uh, obviously John Wayne Parr is a legend, so yeah, that would be cool. Have you ever watched the Cage Muay Thai fights? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of his fights in there as well, and uh, it's crazy. He's still, what's he, 40-some-odd, and he's still smashing people. Yeah, he just fought for Bellator not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, I think he knocked out some, uh, probably somebody half his age. One hundred percent, that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, he's fighting again right away too. Yeah. So, yeah. are you just strictly gonna stick to Muay Thai, or would do you have any aspirations to go over to like Glory or or Bellator to compete there? At first, I that's what I would have uh, preferred. Um, I thought I was going to be more suited to be a kickboxer than a Thai fighter. Um, and my first fight was uh, kickboxing after the after I said forget the MMA, um, and it went well. I got a second round TKO from uh, leg kicks. But um, now that I've kind of been doing Muay Thai more for the past year, and I've really developed the the clinch game and the elbows and everything like that. Now I like sweeping people and elbowing people, so you can't do that in a kickboxing match. But still, at the same time, like I, I enjoy both sports. Um, I can kind of change my game around to fit whatever rule set I'm in, uh, be it MMA, kickboxing, or Muay Thai. Um, so yeah, yeah, obviously Glory is a huge show. Bellator kickboxing is coming around too. So yeah, I wouldn't rule out either. That's cool. So if you're not training, you're not hustling electronics, what are you doing to just relax? Uh, well, like I said, I got my, uh, my smoker outside, so I like to cook. I like to, uh, like get my, like I said, briskets or ribs or pulled pork, whatever. I'm a fat guy at heart, but, um, also every Wednesday I'm going to be out getting my comic books for the week. I got my, uh, my Marvel stash. So, uh, yeah, I'm just freaking a nerd. <laughs> so Mar Marvel's the book of choice. Which one? Are you, oh, yeah. Which, uh, which character? Uh, I don't know. I get a whole slew of them, so kind of I got a like a stack of seven books every week. But uh, I don't know. As far as like favorite characters go, uh, one guy that people don't really know about is uh, Karnak, who's um, in these uh, 
doesn't really have superpowers, but he's trained himself to the ability to detect the weakness in anything, the flaw in anything, be it like a fighting style or an idea or a structure or whatever, and he can exploit that weakness. And I kind of related to that because I feel like that's how I am in the in the ring. So it's like everybody isn't perfect. There's going to be one little thing, even if you're nasty, there's going to be one little thing that you do wrong that if somebody knows how, they can exploit that. So I kind of relate to that uh, that character a little bit. So as a comic book guy, have you watched the Punisher series on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was nasty. How sick was that? Yeah, yeah that was I loved good. it. So yeah, cool. it was badass. <laughs> yeah. John Bernthal's a fucking hell of an actor. Yeah, he's the best Punisher of all time. Like, if it was yeah. him mm-hmm. versus the other dude that did the Punisher, what was his name? Uh I can't remember. Yeah, there was two guys. They did uh yeah, two separate ones. They did the yeah. one where uh John was it John Travolta was the bad guy or something, and then yeah. they did another one after that, yeah. But, but the Walking Dead version of the Punisher would absolutely slaughter the other two of them at the same time. Uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a comic I'm a comic book guy too, so I obviously I, I read The Walking Dead, I like those. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And other than that, it's Batman. I'm a Batman guy. All right. Yep. 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 Right. I, Not a big DC. I like DC, but it's like I don't know. I have too much on my plate with every freaking Marvel book I have. <laughs> wow. So, like, are you into like more of the mainstream guys, or just like the like like the person you just or the comic book you just described to us? Is a more of the the ones that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, well, no, he, they, so Karnak, the dude I was just talking about, he's in the Inhumans and they did an okay. Inhumans TV show, yeah. which was terrible. I only watched one episode and everybody was saying how bad it was and everything like that. And it was on, I think ABC and uh, I'm pretty sure they already canceled it for the second season. They're not doing it. And he was in that. And the guy that played him was, um, uh, what was it the Chinese dude that played the bad guy in the first rush hour with the dyed hair? Uh, I forget what his name is, but um, yeah, it was horrendous. But uh, yeah, so it's like I'm sure if that show was a success, he would have been a mainstream guy, but um, obviously the show sucks, so <laughs> I guess I still say he's. I not, tried to watch really it. <laughs> I, yeah, I tried to uh, watch it. What killed it for me was that giant bulldog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I couldn't. And I, it's. it's couldn't yeah, do it. Terrible CGI doesn't even look real. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. So you're talking about this the little Asian guy that got shot. Yeah, yep, 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 exactly. Okay. I know you're I didn't know his name. That's how bad I am at this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh Chip, we're gonna get you out of here for today. Um we really appreciate you coming on. It was cool yeah. to meet you. And uh I think we're gonna talk to your opponent one of these days. Yeah, yeah, I don't definitely. know. They they said so, but they can't they can't figure out the uh, the time change quite yet. So I'm not I'm not 100 oh, yeah. sure. I gotta talk to yep. Scott Zur again. <laughs> um, so where can where can more fans follow you and uh, check you out? Where, where do they where do they see you on social media and stuff? Uh, pretty much on everything. Um, I'm Chip the Surgeon. So at Chip the Surgeon, it's all one word, no underscores or anything like that. Um, yeah, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. Made it made it easy. Same thing on everything. That's good. Well, you've made two new fans here today. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed talking yeah. to you. So we'll definitely be staying tuned and watching your fight and 
we'll blast it out to on the show a couple days before it's going to happen and all that. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. All right, brother. Sounds we'll good. talk to you later. Thanks for coming on. All right. Bye. Take care. All right. See you guys. All right, guys. That was Chip the Surgeon Moraza Pollard. Is that what it was? I think so. Pollard. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I liked him. Yeah. 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 I thought so. 187 pounds, Luke Spicer. That's your weight class. Yeah, I know. Well, we knew that beforehand. I, know, I just, I, I'm I not, forgot. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that shit hot today. I couldn't even, I just, yeah, this is rough. <clears throat> so we have been having the burger call in here. He just called me while we were on the show again, trying to give us updates on this goddamn thing that's going on at Edmonton today. But we don't, we don't need day, We don't need minute by minute up updates. We need, we need a fucking actual, Hey, this is what happened. <laughs> That's what I want. I, I just want, this is what happened today. Okay, so I do know that something fucky is going to go on there today 100% because I received a message about it last night. So I can't oh. wait to drop that news. That That's going to be, uh, it's going to be funny because this person might get beat up. But uh, okay. I'll, ta- I'll tell you about it when we're done recording because I don't want to, okay. I don't want to wreck it for anybody that doesn't know about it today. So hopefully, I actually hope it doesn't happen, but at the same time, I kind of hope it does happen because I like it when people get beat up. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Another thing we should probably talk about today is uh, we got contacted to go do a wrestling show in Red Deer. Uh, I'm not going to shit on this guy. Uh, Unfortunately... We're not really interested in doing it, but I will talk about it because it is for a good cause. Yes. So it's the, what was it? It's the Clash for Cancer. Clash for Cancer. It'll be going on May 18th in Red Deer, Alberta. And they'll be May 12th. May 12th, sorry. In Red Deer, Alberta. And they'll be donating, I think, their proceeds to to cancer. Yeah, it's called the Super Clash Against Cancer. It'll be. May 18th at the Prairie Pavilion, Westerner Park. You can get uh, tickets and stuff at superclash.ca, obviously www. And, um, yeah, so. Is what yeah, it is. We're not, it's, a, it's a good cause, but I'm yeah. not going to drive in from Saskatchewan to go deal with that. No. So I want to know how you got sick because you sound like complete dog shit. I don't actually know. I uh, went to the gym on Monday, felt pretty good, was kind of tired, kind of feeling, you know, wore out, made the huge mistake of taking some more of that. Remember, remember that fucking stuff LaQuinn gave us, those uh, those uh, pre-workout tabs, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those pills. I took one with coffee. Again, I felt like my heart was going to blow up. Yeah, dumb. I puked, obviously. Finished the workout. And then I uh, went home. That was Monday, and then uh, got home. Was supposed to do some meal prep. Was like not really feeling it. Had a rest. Trained Monday night. Went went to Muay Thai, and then uh, got home, and was like, yeah, kind of feeling rough. Tammy's been sick, so I was like, I'm going home, sleeping at home, and uh, woke up Tuesday. We didn't do the show because we'd already recorded it, you know. And uh, <coughs> fuck me, I I laid in bed all day. I just I didn't feel good. I was like, oh, I'm getting like achy, like the flu. So yeah. I just 
I literally laid in bed all day. And then last night I was like going, oh man, like I'm going to bed. Even though I've been in bed basically all day, I kind of would get up, have a snack, walk around, have some more water, go to bed. And then last night it was horrible. It felt like I was weight cutting every, every hour I'd, I'd wake up and, you know, like check my temperature and it kept going up like a degree. And yeah, it was, it, it, it maxed out at 39.5. I opened the window up because it's right above my bed and had all the sheets off and, uh, I didn't feel like the window was open. Like I couldn't feel anything. I was so hot. I had cold cloths on my head and that was able to bring it, bring the temperature down. And then, you know, I, I, I got so bad. I, I started getting sick. Hmm. So not, not good. I think I'm over it now. Like I'm, I feel like I'm on the mend. Uh, the temperature's dropped, you know, and uh, you know, I'm just stepped up a little bit or whatever. So hopefully I feel good because I'm supposed to be up in Edmonton all weekend training. So oh, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going up there on Saturday, and I'm supposed to spar with uh, Chris and Tim Lowe and and uh, Derek Chauvelet and everybody on Sunday. Huh. So, so yeah. when you checked your temperature, did you do it? orally or anally i just switched back and forth each time oh you went ass to mouth <laughs> i'm just kidding no i do it always i do it always orally yeah. so you do do it always anally you cut out there i do it always orally in my mouth <laughs> so another thing we need to talk about is the santoro boxing gym is shut down fucking brutal uh, they uh, couldn't afford their bills anymore down there with with the uh, the lack of memberships and the and the cancellations of memberships. So, unfortunately, the Santoro Gym is going has been shut down. Now there is something in the works where there will be a facility for serious fighters, serious boxers. It'll be a small facility. And uh, and that that'll happen here fairly, I think fairly quickly. But it just sucks that like you put a moratorium on a sport, and then all of a sudden all these small gyms get get shut down, right? Like how how are people yeah. supposed to survive? Yeah, no, it's it's bad. I I, I hope. Well, Mel Mel said she'd uh, call tonight when the uh, moratorium was over, and they and they were or not that that, but when the city council thing was done she's gonna call us um yeah they're not lifting the ban no it's not i, I don't think so. so like i did get some messages from uh from an unnamed source that uh he's one of the aldermans i believe for for edmonton i'll read them to you as soon as i can pull them up here but uh they're very they're kind of interesting to me to read to read what these guys were saying uh, where the hell is it? So uh, the alderman's name was Andrew Knack. Okay. And uh, he had said he originally voted in favor of it. I think there are many things that need to change, which is confirmed by the detailed review that took place. How we address those recommendations will determine how quickly the ban can be removed. The discussion on Wednesday will help. Uh, I think you're very wrong, Mr. Knack. I don't think it's going to help at all. Yeah. Like, we're going to have so many idiots that are up there. Uh, it, it is what it is, I guess. I, who, who the fuck am I to say I'm not uh, I'm not a mind reader? 
No. So it also uh, says on here that Andrew Knack says the <coughs> review didn't impact my decision. The major issues around governance are what caused me to support the moratorium. So it, it didn't have much to do with the the Hag report for this guy's vote. He believes that there was some glaring defects in in the uh, in the commission. Which what? What branch of government doesn't have defects in it? Oh, yeah. Like, the mayor of Edmonton has defects where he cares more about bike lanes, bike lanes and rainbow crossroads than than people having a job. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, if you guys want to put on bike lanes and, and paint the streets, that's, uh, that's 100% up to you. That employs a lot of people. So I got to ask you a question is why do you have a rubber band around your wrist? Is it one of those things where you, so like a tick thing where you snap it? Yeah. You enjoy pain? Get rid of bad habits. Oh, I love pain. You know that. You're an idiot. You should You're just, an idiot. I'm actually highly intelligent. Thank you very much. And yeah. You can't call me that. Only oh. <laughs> people can see your face. Uh. <laughs> So what do you got going then? You're going up to Edmonton to do some sparring. You're sick yeah, but as I feel fuck. better. You're sick as fuck. You sound like shit. You look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because I haven't shaved in five days and have glasses on. Dude, my that was such a pain in the ass too. Like chicken, chicken, blood leaking all over the fridge, just in the drawers. Like, I just, what a fucking gong show. Leaked everywhere. You've got to take everything out of the fridge then and clean the whole fucking thing with, like, bleach. I did. That's what I did this morning. Fuck that. Took it out, put the chicken in the in the oven, started cooking it, cleaned out everything, you know, wiped it all down. But then, of course, the drawers are so big, you can't fit them in your sink, so guess where they got to get washed? In the bathtub, right? You like, got to wash the bathtub. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing after we're done recording is going back and... They're drying in the bathtub right now, so I'll put them in. They're all washed out, and then I'll just wash the bathtub out again. What a gong show. So you have them sitting in the dirty bathtub, which the salmonella water went down. You're going to have to wash the drawers again. No, I washed washed everything. Uh, I washed the drawers, washed the thing, washed the tub out, and just let the drawers sit in there to dry. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Like, how did this chicken leak? I don't know. It was in a bag. Like, I get it from Big Ben, right? Like, 10 kilograms at a time. And I usually just pull out, like, enough to do a week's worth of meal prep. And I just put them right into the glass dish. But then uh, on on Sunday night when I pulled the chicken out to, to thaw, right, I pulled it out. I just left it in the box. I didn't put it in the glass dish. And then when I didn't get around to cooking it because I got sick, I was like, Oh, it'll be fine in the box. Well, then whatever it did, there must have been a hole in the bag where the chicken's in, and it leaked. It leaked out through the bag and through the box, and then down. You know, shit, hey, that sucks. Now you're buying ten, kilo- the- ten kilograms of chicken from Big Bad Market. How much is that? Eighty-five bucks. Well, it's not bad. Not bad. No, not really. No, nope. that's less than a buck a kilogram. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm like, what are you talking about? No. 
Can you rewind back to where you said you're actually a genius? Can you, can you rewind that? Um, no. So, yeah, but I did. Oh, what did I get cooked today? 20, 21 meals between the chicken and the bison that I cooked up. So I got to go back in after we're done and cook the rest of the veggies. I didn't get a chance to finish them all. Well, so. what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. I don't have any eggs. You don't eat eggs? I do. I just don't have any right now. Oh, you should go buy some. Eggs are good. We get the uh, farm farm eggs now, but I got pissed off at the guy last week because he didn't wash the eggs. They showed up with fucking chicken shit all over them. I was pissed. Oh, gross. Yeah, so like obviously you can't crack an egg into a no. bowl or into a frying pan when there's chicken shit all over the fucking egg because if you get any fucking shit particles in your egg, you're going to get sick. Yeah. So you got to wash every egg, so I washed... Four dozen eggs. Gross. But I'll be like, how much is a dozen eggs nowadays at the store? Like four or five, five bucks? Or six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. For like, like you can get those free run eggs. So they say, right? They're better eggs. They taste better. That's what I always buy there. Yeah. They're five or six bucks. So what yeah. do you get from the farmer? Two fifty, three bucks a dozen? Two bucks a dozen. Yeah. Well, so for the for the money savings, like for a four dollars of savings, I'll I'll wash an egg. Yeah, but I, you get farm eggs here for two fifty a dozen from from some farmers. Tammy gets them and they're washed. It all depends on on how the like farm eggs are very deceiving. It all depends on what they're eating. Yeah. So like before I bought these eggs, like I actually went to the fucking farm and I looked at how the chickens were living because like a lot of these farms they just keep them in cages. Yeah. These chickens were, like, frolicking around like a bunch of fucking Neanderthals, pecking at the ground and eating bugs and rolling in the dirt and shit. So I was like, hey, these these chickens are cool. I'm down with these eggs. Yeah. I went to some, like, I went to some here in town, like, just obviously not in town, but on the outside of town, but in my area. And uh, the chickens were literally in cages. They are eating this fucking grain shit. I'm I'm not good with that. To me, that's not a free run free run egg so i i'm always i always investigate these things before i do buy from direct from farmers yeah especially fucking hutterites (laughs) (laughs) did tammy go inspect this egg place or does she know the people no she knows the people okay yeah um well or like you know clients or something i i don't remember i can't remember how she found this person but it's not the i know she knows it's not the weird energy and chakra chick is it <laughs> no like she's not putting her vibrations into the egg so that everybody can feel her vibes <laughs> I, I got nothing all right um that, so that t- was fun. tuesday we had elias theodoro on you weren't on for that show did you listen to it not yet, no, because it only just got released. I only just saw it. Man, I was sick yesterday. I didn't do anything. I actually so. uploaded it Monday night. Yeah, but like I said, I got deathly ill. I never did anything. I never even turned on my phone yesterday. Really? I just laid, I just laid in bed. Like I mean, it was on, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I was not on social media. I didn't do anything. So uh, yesterday, I couldn't record because I went to the doctor to get my back checked. 
Yeah, how was that? We're good to go. So you're officially allowed to hit people. We're we're turning it up now. We're get, we're cranking it up. We're gonna get ready to go in March or April, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to punch somebody out in one of those months. Cool. Yes, I like that. But uh, what else we got to talk about today? Probably nothing. I'll talk well, I got to confirm. I got to talk to uh, uh, Scott again to see when when this. Uh, when Chip's opponent is, is supposed to be coming on, because I thought it was tomorrow, but they said it was Saturday, and I was like, well, that means it's Friday, so you better confirm because it needs to be Thursday. So, um, Well, now that we've recorded this on a Wednesday and we're 38 minutes into this plus 10 minutes with the boogeyman, which is never 10 minutes, I would probably contact him and say, "Come, you can come on another day. Oh yeah, but it, yeah, no, for sure. I didn't mean for this episode. I meant we could always record with him tomorrow if that was when he had actually had it scheduled well, up. Save it till next week. Let's try to do it. Uh, do it with him on Tuesday. Like, what was his days that he was available on? They didn't say. I gave them our days. Okay. Well, you tell them that this Thursday's taken already. <laughs> I, I got shit to do. <laughs> I don't want to do it now. <laughs> I got some business I need to handle on on Thursday, so I don't I don't even know what time I'd be here at. Unfortunately, I didn't I didn't know that we were. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is anymore. I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Really? Kind of, yeah. Busy these days. <laughs> the boogie child's on Instagram. We got to send people gun photos sometimes. Like, yeah. More, more, cre- more creepy people checking out her Instagram, eh? You got to threaten some people, yeah. Well, she's got backup. That's the thing. Like, people don't quite understand the amount of backup that that little seven-year-old kid has. Yeah. Like, if you mess with the boogie child, first line of defense is me. Yeah. It's not a hell of a lot of fun. Second nope. line of defense is Adam the is Boogeyman it- Braidwood. Yeah. Which is That's, a terrifying option. Yeah, I'm more scared of him than I am of you, to be honest. And then the third line of defense is the scariest <sighs> of them all. That's yeah. Aaron Towhill. Yeah. She'll stab you. She'll hit you in the head with a tomahawk. She'll waterboard you. She doesn't give a fuck. So, yeah, no. good luck getting through that gauntlet of people. Yeah. I don't know, man. Those those uh those kind of people that send those messages need to just be uh um convinced to come out and check <coughs> check something out and then check out back and bury behind the, the shed. Well, after we get off this, I'm gonna tell you a story about a pedophile that killed himself. Well, let's hang up. Let's talk about it. All right, we're out. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs>